Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. Jay Stevens, Mike the Intern, 104.7 The Cave. It is time for another episode of Dark Side of the Stream. Dum-da-dum. Hang on, I'm finishing my nuts. Real yeah, quick. Jay's going to eat, and I'll just get into what we talked about. Uh, this week on Dark Side of the Stream, we watched the documentary White Boy on Netflix that just uh, premiered this past month. Um, it was released about three years ago. It came out on Stars, I think, in 2019. Oh, Netflix. It? Yeah, it's been out for a little bit. But White those, Boy of Rick. Us, those of us that do not have cable... Uh, finally got Those a of chance us that to watch. pirate the things we watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're not gonna, not us. We no, don't no, get no. the debuts. We don't do that at all. So, <laughs> um, we just we watched the documentary White Boy, which is about a guy who, at the age of fourteen, was asked to be an informant with the FBI. His name was Richard. Worsh Junior. Worshy or Worsh? I can't remember if Worshy Worsh. Yeah, was something. Worsh like that. Uh, Junior. Now, how did a 14-year-old get involved at the FBI? Well, his dad was a gun seller and would go to these gun shows, and his kid was always there with him, and white boy Rick, and uh, he was helping his dad sell guns. His dad was also selling guns in the black market to a lot of cocaine dealers in Detroit, and we'll get to that in a minute. But basically, he was also informing on who he was selling these guns to, to the FBI, and come to find out, the FBI noticed uh, that his son is the one with all the information. So the FBI guy that they had in the documentary is like, okay, this isn't a good call. Yeah, man, this is some shady stuff. Not Detroit PD. Not Detroit PD. Detroit PD would take him out down to, we're talking about 14, 15 year old kid here. Take him out downtown Detroit to clubs all night, and he would just sit in the car and pick these kids up, and then he was expected to go to school the next day yeah. at seven in the morning. Did that actually happen? No way. But he said that he was like, Look, I got to go to school. And they're like, Eh, what's more important? Yeah, Helping us bus guys? So the first question. Right, very might, random. Very random that they, they would do that, you know? Very like, random. Well, yeah. how many times have we talked about that? What links a law enforcement sometimes will go to to make an arrest? Is it worth corrupting a 14-year-old boy to make this happen. And we'll get to it because when you start watching this, there's so many different layers to this onion of this guy's story. Because the kid was also a big drug baller, right? Well, we'll get to that in a minute, but it didn't start out that way. He was an informant until that happened, and we'll get to that in a minute. But there were so many different people that failed this kid that it's unbelievable. First, let's start with his dad. He got him involved in this crap. I mean, come on, dude. For real? Like, you're going to let your 14-year-old kid be an informant? What To what end? Okay. The FBI, they kind of see this road where it's going down. They're like, eh, eh right, supposedly. Right. Yeah. This guy said a he did A lot didn't. of this is allegedly. But then I'm sure there were some agents that did. Definitely he was saying, no, Detroit PD was all over it, and they were. But he started informing on these guys. He got involved with a, uh, what was it, uh, what brothers, what were they called? Uh, I can't remember. It was like the. the they were the big kingpins, the, though. They, were, they broke it. They show you a picture of Detroit. And they show you where all the gangs have their people. And he went in with one and uh, basically came as like lieutenant and like, started bringing them up, which is also crazy because this is, again, a 15-year-old white boy. And all of these gangs did not have white people in their organization. It was crazy, all. man. It was but crazy. But somehow he was finding out all this stuff. And we will continue to talk about this long and winding road known as White Boy Rick, Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but you know, in your car. Dark Side of the Stream, 104.7 The Cave. Mike the Intern, Jay Stevens in the studio today discussing White Boy, a documentary about White Boy Rick, which, by the way, he didn't give himself that nickname. Neither did any of the drug dealers he worked with. No one ever referred to him as White Boy Rick. The news media referred to him. Made that name up. 
to as white boy Rick. Now, here's the other thing about this. Again, so many people different fa- failed him. It is so hilarious in this documentary of all the finger pointing going on. Oh, yeah. Right? The feds, they're pointing at the police. The police were corrupt as hell, and they didn't point at anybody because most of them were locked up. And we'll get to that in a minute. The media points fingers. People point feed, fingers at the media. Dude, Chris Hansen, you know, to catch a predator right. guy, he blew this kid up and made it so much bigger. And they were like, were they falsehoods? Well, we were just reporting what the police were telling us. Yeah, Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, was man. it really legitimate that a Same 15-year-old thing. kid was a responsible for murders <laughs> and all this stuff? The myth got so big. That's all I had ever heard about. Right. They had this movie. You, I, you hear about the myth. Yeah. That's but all I'd ever heard about. And I this thought this 15-year-old kid that, that that was a big drug kingpin. I in thought Detroit. that was the case. I really did. But yeah, digging deeper, it turns out to no, that not really. He was what ended up he happening. Was sucked in this lifestyle, and he was became an informant. Really, the gang finds out that this stuff's getting out. White boy Rick gets shot in the stomach. Yeah, survives it somehow. And, and some, the task force at this point could have said, you know what, mm, this is too dangerous. No, this fifteen-year-old kid almost him. got killed. We need to pull the brakes because if this kid dies, it's all on us. All right. Instead, they say, no, no, no. This gives him more credibility. Yeah. Let's go further. And it actually did. And it did. The guys that shot him became his homies again. <laughs> Until the feds were like, eh, we got all we want, and they kick him to a curb. Now, Leave what is a kid dry. who has all he's done, he's, not, he's, almost, he's pretty much out of school at this point because he hasn't been going for a year or so, longer. All he knows, what does he do? All, all he, he knows, knows is, is what drug the, they showed scene. him how to do, and that's what he starts doing. He starts uh, selling cocaine. And, that you know, I'm not saying he would admit to you that that was wrong, and it was wrong, but this guy sp- spent almost 30 years in prison for that. Now, the the hitman that they have on this show, that dude, Nate, Ooh, yeah, unbelievable. He only served, what, 13 years, 14 yeah. years? He openly admitted to 30 killings. He spent... Half of the time at White Boy Rick spent in jail. Now let's yeah. get into the reason why. And he was why. after he was after White Boy Rick, right? but now he's like on his side. He's like, it's it's crazy. They and let who him out. wanted White Boy Rick killed? None other than Inspector Todd from Beverly Hills Cop. Our I had favorite, no... our favorite actor from Beverly Hills Cop. Dude, that is my this favorite is the weird part. part. This is where it gets. And weird. I hate this guy. I mean, uh, Gil, dude, that that guy. I had no idea what Gil Hill was involved in I, I i thought he was just an actor i had no idea that, that he, he was, was actually a homicide po- <laughs> detective from detroit um and i had no idea all this stuff was going on well if you look in detroit in the 80s there was a ton of corruption from the mayor on down and gill and the mayor were tight the mayor had a niece who was married to one of the drug pins and literally sent the cops to follow her 24 7 to make sure she didn't get killed or yeah, anything protected yeah and he was, in essence, protected to a fault, too. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get busted. I mean, they 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 were tell, talking about stories where the police would say, oh, oh, we see it, but don't worry about it. Just keep on going. Yep. The Gil, at one point, went up to the hitman and said, who do you got on your list? Don't touch them. The other ones I don't care about. Yep. So, obviously, since Gil tried to run for mayor of Detroit and felt like white boy Rick put the kibosh on this or his dealings and all this stuff squandered him the belief is that every at every turn Gil did everything to keep him in because even when they went to appeals in 2013 some the prosecutor stomped her foot down and said no nope. yeah well guess who she was friends with yep. Gil. Gil at every single turn until this because then in 2016 he passes away and guess what and all of a sudden now oh no it's cool to let him out yeah, yep it's yeah cool. with some shady stuff man which, but by the way which by the way uh after he gets released in Michigan 
he had some hand in some theft ring with his sister and his mom. So then he has to take the rap for that and go spend five years in, yeah, in Florida. Crappy. But like all uh, the downfall of many things, like the Beatles, starts with the girl. Well, so we'll get yeah, into that he gets, next. He gets, yeah, he, we'll, we'll talk about the, how he got busted and who he got busted with next. Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but you know, in your car. Jay Stevens, Mike the Intern, in the studio discussing White Boy, a documentary about White Boy Rick on Netflix on Dark Side of the Stream. So, as Jay mentioned, White Boy Rick, it all comes to an end when the Feds raid his house. He is caught in bed with none other than the Kingpin's wife at the time, who actually the Kingpin was in prison at this point. She, she was out. And it was the mayor's niece. He was in bed, found in bed with her, which 17-year-old kid, I, obviously she wasn't 17, but that had made, it must have made him feel like he had some, uh, had some gall. He was the man. And, he, and, he, and he, I'm sure he did at the time. Now, he definitely did, did not deserve to spend 30 years in jail. The judges tried to get him out. But again, everyone that seemed to be associated with Gil Hill did everything they could to stop it. Yeah, very weird, stop man. It. Just like blackballed uh, he, he, him. You it, know? It's crazy. I mean, they tried to get him killed. Uh, Nate, the hitman, tried a couple times, but definitely couldn't. Um, and even him, even he went to court after he got released. Is like, you need to let this guy yeah, out. The feds that were the good feds tried to get him out. Uh, obviously, some of the uh, police officers were asked to do everything they can to keep him in. Even one of the homicide detectives was like, you know, we were told to speak in generalities, but they were obviously putting these two guys together. Like all the crime in Detroit was somehow, you know, created by this kid, which was not the fact. It was just. He just kept getting screwed by the yeah, system, yeah. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. So after we finished this documentary, I kind of go through, and I'm like, oh, my God, where are some of these characters, right? They all got to be living, right? Well, first of all, the guy who directed this documentary, Sean Retch, is from Independence, Missouri. Hey, Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Um so let's start with the hitman, Nate Boonecraft, openly admitted to 30 killings Woo! in court. He was released. He is a free man, and I think he's living in Detroit right now with just like four bottom teeth. But, Baller. dude, I, Baller, I would not I would not cross that dude at all. And, by the way, they were called the Curry Brothers. And speaking of yeah, which, that's right. that's where right. is Jonathan Curry? Johnny Curry, still in Detroit, and he's out. Chilling. 150 to – I think at one point they said he was responsible from 150 to 200 million – drug sales in his period, which is just unbelievable. Kathy Volson, the niece of the mayor who was with Johnny and then eventually white boy Rick, she turned state's evidence, went into drug rehab and just kind of lives a quiet life somewhere else. Obviously life and luxury. And, uh, they, the white boy actually helped set her up. And that's part of the reason why he thinks even though he went after them to kind of turn key on them after he got busted, he thinks that's the reason why he got uh, messed up. Now, where is White Boy Rick now? Where is White Boy Rick now? He was finally released last year in July, and I guess the lawyer that he that helped him get out gave him a job, and so he's part of like trying to help prisoners that have been in for a long time reacclimate to the real world and get them employment, and housing, and all that stuff. There so he's go. he's trying to give back as well. He's still with his. Uh, I guess baby mama, the girl that he had kids with or, or someone that he'd been with since like junior high on and off in between all the craziness. So, you know, even though he lost 30, I mean, I'm 38 years old, dude. Right. That's literally all my life. I would have been arrested, put in jail at eight years old and I'd be getting out Man. right now. 
That's but, unbelievable. But and now he's and then they made a big movie about him with Matthew McConaughey in there. So Which he's didn't probably get got a lot some of great paid, reviews. Didn't get reviews. Now, now, well, they say Matthew McConaughey's performance is really good, but the well, script is kind of meh. He's always good. I hope good looking I, dude. I hope at the end of the day, White Boy Rick can make some money off of this story somehow. Um, he definitely deserves it. They did not need to send this kid uh, thirty years in prison, and, and like they explain in the documentary. Just making the punishment more severe does not deter anything yep. at all. If there is a way to make money or an ends to your means, the punishment does not matter because you got a chance to get away with it, just like we got a chance to win the lottery. So at the end of the day, man, I felt bad for White Boy Rick. I really, really did. Uh, we will talk next our uh, ratings. I don't know what we're going to call this. I don't know what our rating system for this one's going to be. We'll figure it Bags out. Bags of cocaine. Could be, or uh, I don't know. White boys, whatever. Either way, we'll figure it out next. Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but you know, in your car. Mike, the intern, Jay Stevens on 104.7 The Cave. It's Dark Side of the Stream. We are discussing White Boy, the documentary about White Boy Rick from Detroit. And now we have come to the conclusion of our episode. Before we go, though, I would like to say that when they were talking about White Boy Rick's dad, the person I kept thinking about was Jay Stevens. They were like, man, he always had some kind of angle, always some side hustle. And I was like, you know what? That I is, know a guy, I know a guy that, that does that. That is so Jay Stevens. He always got some, some stuff going, boy. Now, let me tell you guys <laughs> something. Look, if you have your hand in several streams of money, if one falls apart, you're okay because you got a couple other side hustles going. So yeah, well, always have several side hustles yeah. going, kids. Jay likes to throw everything he can at the wall, and eventually something. <laughs> yeah, sticks. exactly, exactly. So uh, sometimes I guess it's your underwear. Our yeah, our rating system in this episode of White Boy Rick will be kilos of cocaine. Kilos of cocaine. How many kilos would you give it? Out of five, yeah. Uh, 2.5. I'd say about 3. Yeah, 2.5. It was nothing crazy, but it was an interesting it, it story. It was crazy for me. The best uh, part about it was, Inspector Todd, man. was the Inspector Todd. Yeah, the that, actor, that, that actor from, from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I like, was hoping our, our GM is, he's not here today, but he was from Detroit for, he was in Detroit for a long time. I was hoping uh, he might know White Boy Rick. say, hey, what, what's the deal about Gil? What's the deal about the corruption in Detroit? He might, we he might know your, White Boy want to get your hands. He might know. Definitely might know. He might know. be White Boy Rick's dad. He could could know Chris Hansen, too. Down here in hiding. So three, two and a half, he three knows, kilos He knows Larry King. I mean, he yeah, probably, I probably could. Well, either way, uh, White Boy Rick, watch it. Uh, sad story. Don't become an informant from the police. And the end of the story is, yes, snitches get stitches, or in this case, 30 years. Ooh. So don't be a snitch and just don't get involved in that stuff. Jay, it's your turn for the next episode. What are we watching? I in think the we're next going with an oldie but a goodie, Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man. We'll get story to talk of a about... guy that went and lived with bears every summer for many, many years and, and we'll, filmed it all. We'll talk about my time in... Uh, and outdoors and in the Boy Scouts as well, because I'm sure I'll find some similarities between the two. You and the Grizzly Man the have a lot of things in common. That's right. Uh, remember, you can like, subscribe, share this podcast, Dark Side of the Stream, wherever you get it, and tell your friends it's Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave.